Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips that they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. On today's podcast, we have Sarah, who is a homeschool mom of eight. When we got her Google form of um, being on the podcast, we've been kind of talking back and forth with her on Instagram for a good while. She's an OG listener. And um, we were like, of eight? Oh my goodness, we need your wisdom. We need everything that you can bring. Um, and we were so excited to talk to her. We had her on and we talked about how she started her business and um, it's a leather making business and she talks about the types of leather and how she's continuously learning about different types of leather to use. Um, And we talk about how that turned into the business she has now and how her business incorporates to her lifestyle as a homeschooling mom. And I think y'all are going to love it. We, she tells us her favorite business item that she's bought. She gives advice to people just starting their business, and she gives advice to um, those of us who are moms, um, specifically homeschooling moms. Um, It's a beautiful conversation. It was so fun to, quote unquote, meet Sarah online. Um, And I think you guys are going to love our conversation. Make sure to follow up afterwards and follow her on Instagram at wildthings underscore adventures. We talk about her adventure bag that she made, and I think a lot of you guys are going to like that for your littles. So um, make sure to go give her a follow, and we hope you love the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Today on our podcast, we have Sarah with the Wild Things Adventure, and we are so excited to have her on um, for a lot of reasons because we've actually never met Sarah in real life, so this is super exciting. Um, But also, Sarah has eight kids, so by the end of this episode, we're just going to have so much insight into, I mean, that's what we talk about, right, is the... uh, Never, like never figuring out a balance of motherhood and business, but learning tools and stuff that can help us sort of feel sane as we go through both of those adventures. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, Sarah. And not only does she have eight kids, but she homeschools too. So I'm excited to hear all about that. (laughs) Yes. And we we have several homeschooling moms, uh, specifically my business partner, that would love some insight too on, on things that you've learned along the way that that help you be productive. Okay. So we would love to hear your story. So why don't you start wherever you would like mm-hmm. and let us know like the business you run, how that how that came to be and all of those kind of things. Okay. Great. So um so when my current 16-year-old son, he's my third, he was 9 and um I made him this bag out of leather. So when I was growing up, my dad grew up on a farm. And um, my grandfather had all this leather from his steers tanned. So we grew up with leather all just around all the time. And we were kind of enamored with it, but nobody really knew what to do with it. We just thought it was cool. So um, then fast forward to when my son was nine and I made him this bag. And it was just so like um, rugged and like with, I mean, he is not a gentle human being at all he never has been and so he took this bag everywhere he shoved all kinds of stuff in it he'd climb mountains with it you know like it just went everywhere and um I still have it 
which is kind of embarrassing because like, you know how you look back on your work and you're like, Ooh, but it started it all. So then I was like, kids need No, to- mine has always looked perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but anyway, so I was like, you know, these bags are awesome. And like, you don't have to replace them every six months. Like you do their school backpack or whatever, you know, like it was beautiful. It was rugged. It lasted. So that's kind of when I got started with this business. It took a long time for it to actually become a business. It was just me messing around for a long time. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it in the first place. So it's kind of just been out of control since then. I love that because I feel like that's so many of the stories we hear. That's both Christina and my Mm -hmm. story too. Like it's something we may, whether it's for your friends or for your kids or someone in your family, and you think it's just like an not easy thing to do, but it's just, oh, I just made this. And other people are like, oh my gosh, can you make that for me? So I love Mm -hmm. how uh, so many small businesses are born out of that, like someone's creativity Mm -hmm. that someone else is inspired by. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think leather is just so in right now, especially with like Yellowstone and all these like, so I actually wrote down three adjectives that you said. So if you haven't picked marketing adjectives. Yes. I'm always trying to narrow that in. So like, yeah, I wrote them down for you because I was like, I wish when I would talk, somebody would like write it down. Beautiful. Miranda would be so proud. That's perfect. (laughs) I know. And she's probably listening. Yeah. It's beautiful, rugged, and durable. Oh, I love that. I need to write that down. I love that too. Yes. So yes, perfect I will tagline. send it to you. Yeah, send it to I me. Know. Send it to me because I can't even find a pen yeah. right now. I don't know. <laughs> I will. I'll send it to you. But like when when I, I like love leather, which is very weird. Like I'm such an animal lover, but yes. I just love leather. Right. I just love it so much. The look of it. I love how it wears yeah. and um it's just so pretty. And so it's it's so intriguing. I sew, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's so intriguing to me that people that sew leather right. because it's so such a different material different. than what I yeah. use. And it's there it's just so unique and cool. And you can do all of these cool things yeah. with it. It's like manly enough for men. And <laughs> yes. I, I I love leather pieces. Yeah. But that, so oh no, go I was ahead. just gonna touch on what you said about <laughs> being an animal lover because I think mm-hmm. that leather actually honors the animal. Like using it, like that cow was gonna die anyway because you know like the yeah. meat industry and stuff so actually like using leather is is saving all of it's really a byproduct like it would have gone mm-hmm. to the landfill so it actually is honoring the animal and it's actually like it's bringing it all full circle full circle and like using using the whole um animal whereas it would have been wasted before so as an animal lover yes. i think you can yes. Love leather too. <laughs> yes, I'm also a big animal lover that loves steak. I mean, yes! it just you know, it's but it's one of those things too that it it is. It's just like a the the purpose. Somebody told me that before too. It's like mm-hmm. giving that animal purpose mm-hmm. further than just feeding it, like providing us food. Exactly. Well, I think that's a beautiful part of this. Could go into your um, tagline too, your values <laughs> of that. It is. It's like a very holistic mock because it's not. You're not making things out of plastics that are just going to be discarded. Like you are honoring the whole animal. There is, um, like I like that you said this the full circle. I actually do this with my Christmas tree because I love to get real Christmas trees because yes. I love I just love trees in general. And then having a real Christmas tree and this like 
sacred moments you can have with the tree, but then using it after the season, we cut it up for our summer firewood. And so I think there's just something is, it feels like things like this feel like less wasteful Mm -hmm. in a world where there is so much waste. So I love finding these and I would want to support another small business that does that. And really all all of my Texas people listening right now are like, oh my gosh, Christina, shut up about <laughs> the animals. Like, it's just part, they all were raised like hunters. Right. They're like, it's just part of, it's just it's part, part of it. Of it yeah. um, okay. So you make this first bag for your son. He carries it all over. Now, how do you go? You, you, you said, quote, it was just me messing around with it for a bit, yeah. but how did it go from that piece to then I want to sell this. I want to create for other people. Um, it was kind of a long journey. So I first started, I just threw some stuff up on, um, Etsy, which I know is how most mama makers end up starting. It's just like, you put it up on Etsy and you you see what happens. And, um, they did pretty well. Um, and I just kind of did that really low, low key for a while. Um, but I was also learning more and more about leather as I um, was doing that because really there's like, there's different kinds of leather and um, when they work differently for, you know, different applications or whatever. And um, some of them are more sustainable than others. So as I learned more and more, it kind of um, also was growing as a business. So now I've gotten to the point where I've settled in and I use vegetable tanned leather because it's the most natural and sustainable um leather product out there and it's also like if you're giving it to kids it's um so sarah how did you when you got started on etsy where did you start with your pricing or how did you know what to charge because i feel like we hear that from so many people and we've experienced that too Mm -hmm. is like not really knowing where to find your bearings like did you look at other leather goods did you just use your materials and your time or how did you figure out like what to sell it for so in the beginning I think I was just looking at other leather goods um it was hard because especially with my adventure bags I like to keep the price a little bit lower because I want children to be able to get them and I know that like Mm -hmm. as a mom you always hesitate you always get that sticker shock and you're like, Oh gosh. Um, so we wanted them to be like something that was a little bit more accessible price wise. So, um, I started out really low. I don't even remember what it was, but, um, as As we, most of us do. Right. (laughs) So as I've learned, my prices have crept up. And also as I've started using better quality leather, as I've learned more and more. So I do feel like I'm at a point where I'm very happy with the leather that I'm using. So like my prices will probably um, kind of balance out now. But um, yeah, in the beginning, I was just looking at other people, I think. Mm -hmm. But now I do more of a calculation with my. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you brought out a good point that we should all not only value like what other makers are doing and and our materials, but also the education Mm -hmm. that you are you know, gathering over the years because where you are always continuing to invest in your skill. Mm-hmm. And I think like we should always consider that too, as we um, 
mm-hmm. um, you know, start to raise our prices or reset things, just always, you know, scale it with what mm-hmm. you're learning right. too and that's what you bring point. to the yeah. table. So that's a really good point. When I think yeah. we've talked about on the podcast too, of like identifying that exact target market where I feel like yours, Sarah, is the people that do value those like holistic, uh, more beautiful, durable items. I picture mm-hmm. more like, you know, the people that will invest in those um, more expensive toys for their kids because they're mm-hmm. more Montessori or, you know, like that kind of thing Right. where, you know, you can price a little bit higher because this thing is beautiful and rugged and they value that piece. Um, but you said an adventure bag and I want you to talk about like, what is an adventure bag? I don't want people to miss this piece. Good point. Um, So an adventure bag is this, it's a satchel like messenger bag type of bag, but it's sized down for kids and it's all vegetable tan leather. It's got the same um, durability. Like I use the same techniques that I would use on my bags that I make for adults. So it's sewn the same way. Um, So it's super rugged. It'll last a long time. And then you can actually buy them as just the bag, or I also sell kits that come with um, nature journals and a watercolor set and a set of binoculars and like a little cup for your watercolor water. So oh, that um, is so cool. So yeah. not only are you, not only is it like a handmade leather good, but you're also kind of moving into this like childhood learning through play and yeah. I love that. Yeah. So in that's cool. There's a homeschooling philosophy, Charlotte Mason, and um, it's really big on nature study and like getting outdoors and drawing what you find and research, you know, um, having a nature journal and stuff. So I have these hand stitched leather bound nature journals. And then I use a good quality um, watercolor that I pop in, not like here. 99 cent water from Walmart or whatever they are the Windsor Newton ones that are really good that is so cool I live in an area where there's a lot of people who homeschool in fact like earth school is really big here like I don't know if it's because I live in the Austin area and we're really outdoorsy or if that's how it is everywhere in the nation Mm -hmm. but just so many of my friends are very like explore like little explorers and yes um like Melissa who I own the store with her son does a program called earth native where they like spend all day out in the woods. Mm -hmm. So anyways, when you're saying this, I'm like, yes, that is totally your niche, your, um, yeah, I mean, I, my kids thing. aren't even homeschooled. I'm like, they need to do that. Like right now in the summer, I'm like, this is something they need to do. They need to be yeah. out exploring. So I love that piece. I, you said it. And I was like, yeah, we're going to need to know what this adventure bag is yeah. for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Now, would you say that is like your main product? It is, yeah. And everything else is like and complimentary to that. Yes. And I try to stay okay. in that same vein of like will withstand outdoor adventuring. So like I have a bag that's a messenger bag that can be either a messenger bag or a backpack. It's for like mom. But it's got the same like the same rugged type of leather, the same, you know, like if you throw all your water bottles in there or all your kids nature journals or go in there or whatever. So I try to keep that same kind of theme going with all of my stuff. Yeah. And where do you live? I'm in Indiana. You're in Indiana. Okay. So you're Aww. neighboring to Jenny. So, yeah. I'm probably not too yeah. far from, from Jenny. Yeah. yeah. So y'all get to be outside in the, your summers. <laughs> yes. Outside in summers, but 
I don't like outside in winter. I know sometimes. <laughs> I get cold. Well, we have to. St- we're we're having to stay inside right now because it's just too hot. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Um, okay, so I love that your lifestyle kind of curated this. This you you started crafting things that you loved, but you then curated it with your lifestyle of mm-hmm. I'm a homeschooling mom. This is a product that re- really would help my kids, specifically your your third child. Yeah. Um, and so let's move into this homeschool realm because uh, we said this at the beginning, but we know there's homeschool moms out there who you guys, um, uh, I, I'm not going to put you all in a box, but y- y'all have kids home all day, but you still have those same yearnings of like, wanting to be yourself and and have right. your identity and have um, a job. And so how does this look? Uh, like, what have you learned, I guess, of things that work where you can work, but also they can work? Like share with us, I guess, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is share with us how that looks. Like what does a daily routine kind of look and what have you found that works well? Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's not like the beautiful pictures that those curated Instagram feeds or whatever, it's kind of chaotic and wild. But um, my, so my, I have eight kids, but I homeschool, like I, I really homeschool three of them and then the two babies. And then I have two that are college age and one that goes to brick and mortar high school. So I don't have all eight of them here homeschooling. But um, so I have, I have 14 on down at home with me all day every day um and the three those I call them the middle girls my three middle girls are are my real hardcore homeschoolers right now and um they are super um crafty and makey and like always want to be making and stuff too so I think that helps because mm-hmm. they they like what I'm doing so they like mm-hmm. to come in and see or like the four-year-old he'll come in and He'll say, I'm helping you, mama. And he'll get into my scrap pile of leather. and I don't know, you know, like make it into make believe animals and stuff. So I think the fact that they like to make makes it easier too, because we can all like work on our projects together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also the, the girls are super helpful and responsible. So they can a lot of times um, help me with the little kids if they're, you know, being extra needy or whatever. And then um, they're a little bit, they're getting to be a little bit more independent with their homeschooling, which is very helpful. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I could have done this when I only had tiny kids, you know, like those days of like everybody being small and super needy and (laughs) nobody knew how to make a sandwich or go to the bathroom on their own. Like I couldn't (laughs) have done this back then. Like it would have been impossible. So um, the fact that they're a little bit older helps. And honestly, the fact that there are so many of them is kind of helpful too, because Mm -hmm. they can take turns helping me. Um, Yeah, I can see that. So in some ways, it's actually maybe a little bit easier. At least that's what I convinced myself. Um, (laughs) But they're super helpful. So, um, but a typical day, we will school in the morning and my older daughter will have to usually uh, school a little bit on her own into the afternoon or whatever, because she's got a heavy workload. She's going to be a freshman in high school this year. So it's getting a little bit, you know, like heavier load. Um, Just like Mm -hmm. when they go to regular school. I mean, you know, it gets harder as they get older. Um, Mm -hmm. But typically we can be finished with schooling by noon. And then if the little ones nap, 
they're kind of not napping anymore, but um, I could work during nap time or the kids can play together and I can sneak downstairs and work. And then um, the other thing I rely heavily on is Saturdays when my husband's free um, mm-hmm. and I'll sneak away and work and help play with the kids. So, but it's kind of crazy and you have to be super flexible. Mm-hmm. And I think I've really learned over the years to um, work in really small pockets of time and mm-hmm. to know like, okay, this is a job that I can get done in five minutes. This is a job that I have to save until I have a block of hours, you know? So like you can, you could kind of figure it out and navigate it that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like batching, I it guess. Is. You just figure it, you're just assigning times to certain batches Absolutely. and like when you do it then based on what's happening in your family. Yeah. And I like to mm-hmm. what you said, I can really relate to, um, bringing the kids along for pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that was my biggest um, takeaway from having a small business <laughs> when my kids were a little bit younger is you're kind of reframing for them what they think a job is. Cause I think, you know, through media or whatever kids think a job is like going to an office. Mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. I, I think that's changed a lot, but I think mm-hmm. that's kind of like what you think of. And so for them to see, I was doing this new quote unquote job that was helping like earn for our family, Mm -hmm. but it looked a little bit different and they could be a part of it. So like if I had all my jars out and they could put the wicks in or like they could put the lids on, then it, Mm -hmm. then they felt like part of it and it didn't feel like, Oh, mom's leaving Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. to just do some work. And, and I mean, of course they saw there's parts where it's computer work, like you're doing your listings Mm -hmm. or photography but even that like they would help with taking pictures sometimes I know Christina's voice do that too so I think it's just uh I like to step back and look at like what that has provided my kids with Mm -hmm. like a different way of looking at what work life might be and Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes when we can get down on ourselves as moms that we're like you know, working all the time, but I think it's providing something for them too, that they might not see if mm-hmm. um, you worked in a traditional office job. So I like that. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a really good point. And Melissa always tells me too, because, you know, I, we had that glimpse of homeschool during uh, COVID, but yeah. she's like, that is so not what, because I just was, <laughs> I, I drowned the whole time. I really did. I mean, I know in general, like we were all like there was so much uncertainty at that point. So I think Mm -hmm. it was just like head above water, no matter what, where you were at. But I, for us, she was, she kept saying like, Christina, this isn't normal homeschool because, you know, we had to keep up to where the teachers were and, Mm -hmm. you know, every day work had to be done. That was going to be graded where she's like, you know, you have so much freedom in homeschool to, um, I mean, obviously there's still like checks there of like where your kids are at, but she's like, it's not at all like, what you guys were doing and having to be online at certain times and um, trying to fit like them being on their class zoom into your (laughs) like work schedule. So she's like, that just was not even like a realistic look of what it would be like homeschooling and running a business. I was still, you know, like you still have a lot you have to do, but she was like, that's just like, not even what homeschooling is like, (laughs) which I get. Yes. I, that's fair. Yeah. I had three in school. Um, my oldest three were all still in school um, during COVID. And yeah, it was not the same. I mean, the being <laughs> accountable to so many other people and mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, being on the computer the whole day and having to mm-hmm. check in constantly is not the same. We have so much more flexibility and stuff. That, yeah, I remember um, being like, we yeah. just need to go get lunch. Oh, but you have a Zoom in 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't. And it's not your schedule. You can't be like, well, we'll just bump that class out 30 minutes and then we'll go get lunch, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you can't do that. Yeah. So yes. yeah, it's not the same at all. <laughs> I still very, I, I still very much admire though that, that um, cause I, I, like I was saying earlier, like I know that there's that piece in all of us that still needs to be us mm-hmm. while also being mom. You're, you've added in the teacher role, you know, yeah. all of that. So I think it's really cool that you've found a way to um, be yourself and, and make these products, but yeah. also that it's so incorporated to your lifestyle and your, um, the, the people buying from you are you. <laughs> like you're, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. so in tune with, with your target market because that's like, you're in that. And I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Cause you're just, your products are just going to keep getting better and better because you're figuring out what gaps there are in that, that field in that realm that need to be filled. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So you, how long have you been, um, making the leather? specifically the adventure bag, but for your leather products in general? So I've really been probably like, it's hard to say, cause it just kind of like, it was not like, this is the day I opened my store, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. people have their like one year anniversaries and stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't, no, it just kind of Oh yeah, I kind of make mine up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mine was like yes, up. it was like over several <laughs> different times. I just make one up. Um, I would say it's probably been a f- about five years, but about three years ago um, was when I really like started learning about the different kinds of leather, started switching what I was using, and really started um, doing doing it for like I'm going to make this a real thing. Yeah. I'd left Etsy and have my own website and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask that. Okay. So you moved, how long were you on Etsy before you? So I was on Etsy, um, probably like two or three years and like there was some overlap there. And then Mm -hmm. I was on big cartel for a while. I don't know if you guys ever saw big cartel. I feel like I have heard of that. Um, it was like, it didn't drive any traffic to you. It was just like, you could build a storefront. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for a little bit of time and then I finally was like, okay, I'm going to build my own website and I built my mm-hmm. own and it was terrible because I don't know how to build a website. And then I finally <laughs> hired someone and was like, fix this horrible website that I made myself <laughs> that you can tell I made myself. And, um, and he did. And now I have a website that is not awful. So, <laughs> yeah. And did you find, um, I feel like we get asked this a lot too. Do you find like you built your customer base on Etsy, but then they followed you to your own platform and you drove traffic there or how do how do you feel like you continued to get traffic to go to your, I feel like Instagram website? is really my like okay. main driver to, okay. um, my website. Yeah. So, cause I don't, I had some traffic. I had I did okay on Etsy, but I don't know that people necessarily followed me over, but I would say that once I started really hitting Instagram hard and driving that traffic 
to my website, mm-hmm. that made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like too, Etsy is great to get like those one-off buys, but Etsy is not, people don't remember your shop off of Etsy. So right. to get return buyers, it just, you have to be present on Instagram and have yeah. your own, I feel like mm-hmm. have your own site just because, yeah. you know, like people don't, Etsy makes it hard too, but people don't like save they might save shops, but they save so many, they wouldn't know what they yes. bought from where. So right. um, they it's great for those one-off like birthday gifts, but right. for recurrent buyers, I think it's really helpful to have Instagram to push people in yeah. an email list. And an email okay. list. Yeah. Jenny doesn't know I'm going to do this, but I thought about this yesterday and was like, we're going to start oh, asking... No. We're going to start asking all of our guests this because we all find different products and find things that work for us. And maybe it will help some of our people. Um, What is one thing in your mind that you have bought for your business that you're really glad you bought? Um, That would help other businesses? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my, uh, the label printer. You know, for like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm looking at label printers right now. Yeah. Um, Jen, you don't have a label maker or printer? I mean, I, well, so I'm about to go. So there's like really high quality for me, for like candles, things that have labels, like really expensive. And it, but, but now I'm, so what I do is I've started to track of like, what gives me the biggest headache in Mm -hmm. my process right now and my labels by far I want to die all the time (laughs) there's always an issue with the labels and but it's so it like I'm looking at two thousand dollar printers but it but it that's like my but to make yes but I feel like you know what exactly I feel like there I think it's time because that is like the biggest headache so Mm -hmm. I think that's helpful to like look at something in your process that just what if that could go easier it would you know that's such a good be life changing yeah yeah and mm-hmm. so you made me think of that when yeah. you said label picture because I really I'm like ooh, I, I've looked at the website like four different times this week and put it in my cart but then I'm like yeah. hi ah, it's just such a huge it's expense such a big but I I have the Rolo printer which I don't know if you have the Dymo or the Rolo Sarah I have something different I can't remember what it is it's kind of maybe a like generic version of it but it okay. works beautifully oh i, can't remember I will i will never go back to printing them on my normal printer one that's because was, ink like taping is them so expensive yes such a headache uh, yeah so see that's expensive. what i do so yeah. see this is why i have to get yeah. it yes and uh. roll up well uh, like label printers are uh laser so you never have to buy i was buying like i think tyler and i calculated 150 dollars worth of ink a month Oh because my oh my just gosh. so Whoa. much ink, so much ink. Yeah, I think something was wrong with our printer too. So that might not be like <laughs> actual facts. But uh, yeah. the yeah, my Rolo printer. So I have the subscription box with Carrie. And so we have so many subscription boxes a month. And she's sitting there. Uh, Carrie has to be convinced to buy anything. And she's printing off these all these individual label, labels. Now we did get the labels that stick. So we didn't yes. have to tape. But I was like, Carrie, it was taking so long to print them. Yeah. I was like, we have to just get a label printer for our subscription boxes. Like, like this is driving me nuts. And so right. we did. And I would agree. That's one of my top purchases for my business, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so everybody has to be sold on the importance of label printers <laughs> yeah, now, I feel like. 
And like I was we running upstairs, something. like my studio's in the basement, and I'd run upstairs to the upstairs printer, and then I'd have to find the tape. Oh my! It was such a headache. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hated getting sales because I was like, oh, now I got to package it. You know, uh, it is yeah, the worst. Game changer. Right. Oh, yes. Okay, so thank you for that. We're going to ask everybody that from now on. But, <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> and then your last two questions, and then we'll let you go. The first is if someone's listening that has made a product and is like, ooh, I think I might make this and sell this, what is like one piece of, advi- of advice you'd give that person? Oh, just do it. Don't like, just do it. Don't hesitate. Um, put it ooh, up on Instagram. You know, take a beautiful picture of it and put it up on Instagram. And just see what happens, you know? And like, mm-hmm. I'm sure some people love it. But yeah, just go That's such a it. good point. Yeah, because Thanks. I feel like worst case scenario, no one wants it. Right. But then yeah. how is that any different than if you didn't put but it out there? you didn't put it out there in the first place. And then you just take yeah. your Instagram post down, you pretend it never happened. Exactly. Yeah, you can just delete it. it. Just delete it. Delete it. Just delete, delete it. the whole account. Yes. <laughs> um, and then lastly, like I said, we have homeschool moms listening. You have been a homeschool mom for a good amount of time. You're still in the thick of it. You've made it through um, the last three years, which is extra crazy. Um, What is one just, you're that person, you're, you're in that homeschool mom mind frame. What do you want to like, just um, tell those moms right now? Like, what's just something that you always want to hear that you just want to tell them? Um, Oh gosh, that's actually a hard one. These are good questions, but I'm, I'm glad I'm not on the spot. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say take time. This is going to sound silly. Um, take time to just like pause and like read aloud to your kids or go on a hike or something like just, I don't want to be like, enjoy it. it. It goes so fast because like, in the middle of the day, that's not what anybody wants to hear. Right, right. But like, stop and just go do something fun together. To connect together, go for a hike, go read a book together. Like, do something that's like connects you and remi- reminds you why you're living this like kind of crazy <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> you know, do yeah. something. Go take a walk. Go get ice cream. Go do something fun. Yeah, that's even so good, good because me and Jenny to hear because we were actually yes. just talking about we're not homeschooling, obviously, but in the summer, our lives look a lot like homeschooling exactly. moms, minus that we're actually doing school, but just right. trying right. to fit work in while they're home, while entertaining them and all that stuff. So we were actually just talking about that. And I'm like, I needed to hear that. Like, it's OK yeah. to I needed to hear 25 that. minutes oh, out of my work day yeah. to go take a walk with them and connect. I just love yeah. it. Like just connect with just your connect kids. With and yeah. I like that that is not like a huge com- 25 five minutes. Like yeah. that's so doable. It doesn't have to. I think sometimes we can think like it has to be this whole week long plan of all these adventures. Right. But like you said, even just like reading a book aloud yeah. for a couple minutes, like just doing these little, the little things, things. And then I think those things little things add up. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, Sarah, we so appreciate you coming on. It was so nice to meet you. We've been talking to you on Instagram for some time. So thank you so much. And um, we hope to have you on soon. Thank you so much, guys. Bye, Sarah. Bye. (laughs) Oh, at the Jenny, that's all we needed to hear. We were literally on the phone, like what? I know. 20 minutes before this interview. Yes, we totally needed to hear that. I love that. That's what, so everyone listening, what Christine and I were lamenting about, or it's just like, 
Does anyone else feel like summer is even harder than regular year in a way? And I think it's because Susie and I were talking about this. I think there's so much pressure that it's supposed to be this like fun and entertaining time. Mm -hmm. But then Christine and I said, but none of the responsibilities really let up because I know for my kids, like even though they're not in school, they have increased like sports and stuff. So Mm -hmm. there's still like all these commitments. And I just feel like for me, that wears on me a lot to feel like you're supposed to be, it's supposed to be fun and have this one way. And Mm -hmm. then you're not as good of a mom. So it's good to hear from other. Yeah. And I just, so the the last two weeks I've had sewing camp, so I haven't been home a good amount of the days. And I guess I, I feel I don't feel guilty because it it just is what it is and we're doing the best that we can. But mm-hmm. I feel bad because it is I mean, I know over like the whole nation is just hot right now, but in Texas it's like 111, 112, 113 degrees where my kids we have a pool and they can't even be in the pool because it feels like soup. Like Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's just so, it does. It's just so hot. Now there are a couple hours in the morning and a couple hours in the late evening that they can be out there. But it just, I think, and honestly, I don't care. It's society on to me being like, uh, your kids can't be on screens all day. Like blah, 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 blah. But like right now, right. like that's just practice. Uh, like, it's just how it is right now. Cause it's so hot and Tyler's working and I'm actually out of the house working. So, but it feels, I don't, I don't know how to describe that because I definitely don't feel guilty. I'm, I am like, well, we're doing the best we can, but at the same time, it does feel like there's just little couch potatoes right now. And I'm just kind of carrying <laughs> on in think my the, office. The little couch potatoes. I think it is <laughs> like, I have to remind myself that sometimes it, it is just survival. Like sometimes, yes, we want to thrive and I think there are those moments, but then sometimes it is about just survival and what is mm-hmm. going to get you through the day. Mm-hmm. And for me, sometimes that is even for myself, not even just my kids, like watching a show and checking out for mm-hmm. a little bit because it's, yeah. it's a lot. And I feel like, okay, so shout out Amy Jackson from The Perch. She has a podcast called Just mm-hmm. Press Pause. Yes. You all should check out because oh, they're I'm like actually going to go save that right now because I saw it and I haven't gotten down yes and I love it because they're super short practical episodes of just like helping you for a few minutes during the day like get your day back and so she was yeah they're five minutes yeah they're so good I listened to one where it was like you know if you're having trouble feeling grounded this summer or just like can't catch your bearings you're not alone like we have to remember the collective trauma we have gone through these last several years and that's all like compounding on us. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Just breathe. Mm -hmm. This is part of the ride. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. It was very helpful. So yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I liked hearing from Sarah today. I think overall is like she's in the daily grind of motherhood and small business, but she's choosing to like live in the moment. And I think Mm -hmm. That's so evident in just even her personality. She's yeah. just a great, she seems like, so easy going. Yeah, yeah. So we we can we don't have to take ourselves so like I don't know. 
I don't, yeah. And I so hard think, on ourselves. Yeah. And I love that she just said like, just choose one way to connect with your kids. So in my world, it might be putting down the sewing machine for an hour to go play clue or whatever, which I have such fond memories of as a kid. So I do need to, mm-hmm. I need to, maybe I'll do that right when I get off of this podcast. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, um, everybody. We well, and we hope you're if you're feeling the same way as we are, we hope this little tangent we just went on really makes you feel less alone. Yes, <laughs> all right, you're gonna have to cut it before that. <laughs> okay, thanks for joining us today, everybody. See you next time. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at, at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.